Well, I'm excited to share with you this morning, but I do have to warn you that this morning's message will be a little different than usual. Today we will look back at what God has done in and through us in 2019 by reviewing our 2019 spotlights and by hearing testimonies from some of you. Then we will look forward to see what God will hopefully do through us in 2020. Uh, 2019 was a very challenging year for our church. But despite those many challenges, I feel that God did some amazing things through us. So let's look back at what God did in 2019. So we had five spotlights in 2019, as you see on the screen behind me. Let's start with the first one, gathering. Our vision statement said we gather with purpose. We gather with purpose. Every Sunday we gather together with purpose to worship the Lord. God in his word has instructed us to gather each Sunday. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day drawing near. So God has told us that we need to come and meet together, that we need to have fellowship together, have community with one another. We need to worship him as a body. In order to do that, we need a place to do that. We need this facility. And as many of you know, over the last 25 years, uh, the things have started wearing out. Our sound, our lights, our media, all those things have started to wear out, our carpet. And so we, as a church, decided back five, six years ago that we were going to do renovations to this this building. And we started with the lobby uh, last year, or in 2018, and then hopefully this summer our plan is to do the, the worship center, this area that we have here with new lights and sound, new media, new pews, new carpeting, new flooring, uh, paint, whatnot. So our progress so far has been 200000 of the 700000 that we were desiring to raise. So we, we are still short. But I, before we talk more about that, I would like to, you to hear a brief testimony of somebody that sacrificially gave to this cause. So let's cue that testimony. church and into the future that the, that the gospel can continue to be preached 
hundreds of years before us, Christians made sacrifices to, uh, to, to find a way to continue preaching the gospel. And I think we need to find a way to be relatable that we can continue to do that uh, now and into the future for our kids. So I'd like to say a big thank you to Dan and all those that have sacrificially given in order for us to do this project. As you can see on the screen there, we are still in need of 400,000. And I know all of you can do math and you say 700 minus 200 is not 400. Well, our building committee has been diligent in trying to figure out ways that we can save money and we've been able to do that. Uh, over $100,000 we've been able to uh, negotiate and work through and, and be able to save. So our projected cost of what we still need is 400000 And if you've not done so yet, I would ask that you prayerfully consider giving to this cause. Allow God to lead you in this. Our, our desire is to start this project in June and finish it early in the fall. And our desire is to, to have that all paid for by, by the end of the project. So prayerfully consider giving to that. The second area that we focused, that we, we put attention to in 2019 was speaking. And our vision statement said, everyone trained in personal evangelism. I'd like to read a short part of our vision statement to you. Every Monday morning, our people awake with the prayer on their lips. Lord, help me this week to have an opportunity to tell someone about Jesus. They begin their weekly routines and at home and at, or at work with confidence that if the Lord opens a door of opportunity, that they will unhesitantly speak about Jesus Christ. They are unafraid because through the church they have been trained in how to share their testimony and how to explain the gospel to another person. Indeed, the doors of opportunity open each week. Every week we hear more stories of how God has used someone to share the gospel with their neighbor or coworker or family member. Everyone is trained in personal evangelism. So our goal, our desire for 2019 was to have 7,000 guide conversations. And as of right now, we've uh, had 1,799. I'm going to make it 1,800. I had one on Friday. So 1,800 guide conversations. And I'm certain that there's been more than 1,800. Because many of you have shared with me personally how you've shared your faith with other people. And praise the Lord for that. And so we're so thankful that you have gone outside your comfort zone and you shared the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. I would like to share uh, Dale's story with you. Just how he would, would like to encourage you to share the, your faith and how he has had the opportunity to do so. So let's watch Dale's testimony. Witnessing should be a natural part of our Christian walk. But for many of us, it's difficult. Sometimes we, we're shy. Sometimes we feel that uh, we're not worthy. Uh, and, and, and we're weak. We can't do it. But God wants each one of us to share what God has done for us to other people. You know, first of all, I'm going to begin with three do-nots. Don't go on your own, your own strengths. Number two, don't try to force it. And number three, uh, don't be uh, embarrassing and forceful people. Use cash. Now, what do you do? Number one, you pray, pray, pray. Before you even think of talking to anybody about Jesus, pray for God's strength, God's direction, 
If you're genuine, uh, people are going to listen to you. They're going to listen to you if you're genuine. And, you know, there are methods you can use, but there's one method, it works every time. And you know what that is? My personal testimony. I'll never forget that. People say, when, when, when do I know I have the opportunities? Uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, many of you are NFL, uh, like football. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles played those band Dallas Cowboys and beat them. So the next morning, I, I was I was in my chiropractor's waiting room. There's a gentleman in there waiting for his relative who was with, uh, with a doctor. And he says to me, did you know that Carson Wentz is very religious? I said, really? I said, did you know that Carson Wentz is a Bible-believing, born-again Christian? And he looked at me, and I said, you know, in John chapter 3, a very religious man, he had been who's who in religion, if there was such a thing at that time. Uh, he was a Pharisee, and he came to the Lord Jesus by night. And the Lord says to him, you must be born again. And here's this great learned man that should understand. He says, how can I return into the womb of my mother? And the Lord says, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. If you are obedient to the Lord in the area of God conversations, God is going to give you joy in your cup. Your cup won't be able to hold it. And it's going to splash out onto other people. And other people will see uh, that uh, God's working in your life and he wants them to work in their life too. Let me say, God bless all of you. I'm thankful for this opportunity. And may God bless all our efforts to work for him. What a great testimony. Well, thank you, Dale, and all of you, all of you that have had those God conversations in 2019. I know God has been working in and through us in 2019, through these conversations, and hopefully the seeds that you have planted you will see fruit from, and people will come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let's continue to pray and look for opportunities in 2020 to have God conversations. Let's not end it in 2019. Let's continue this year having guy conversations with those friends, relatives, co-workers, the people we have contact with each day. The third area that we looked at, no, the third spotlight was in the area of praying. The area of praying. Our vision statement said, every Sunday a day of prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. We need to be praying for one another. We need, we need each other's prayers. And, and our desire in 2019 was to have a prayer team, a 77-member prayer team. And praise the Lord, we've had, we have 50 members to that prayer team as we speak. And since January 5th, we've had people gathering in the room behind you here, in our Overflow B, praying before the service. And then after the service, we've had men and women up here to pray with those that have needs. So praise the Lord for what He's done in, in providing 50 people to be part of a prayer team. I'd like to sh share a brief testimony from Angelina, who is one of the members of the prayer team. Let's watch that testimony. I decided to join the prayer ministry um, because I believe that um, it is through prayer that God reveals His will, um, His heart, and it depends to believe His relationship. 
with him growing up, being born in Haiti, I've seen believers in the way that they were able to withstand the spiritual warfare that goes on on a daily basis. I had an aunt, she would pray after I became a believer, she would pray about everything. Like, what should I wear, Lord, that's going to glorify you? What should I cook today that my family's going to enjoy? And I want to be able to get to that point where I can have that ongoing prayer life with the Lord, that ongoing communication about just about everything as well. Often we say, oh, we'll pray for you. I will pray for you. I want to get to the point where, can I pray for you now? No matter where we're at. About two, three years ago, like Second Chronicles 714, I had become like one of my foundation for prayer. You know, it says, if my people will call by my name would humble themselves and pray, repent of their sin, um, I will heal their land. Not only the land needs to be healed, I feel like our church needs to be healed. We've been going through so much. The people in the church, the marriages, families, the community, the nation, the unreached people groups, I would like to see us, see the Christ as a body, to be a praying church and to be a house of prayer where people can come and find healing hope. Like Angeline said, God's house is a house of prayer. So may we continue to be that praying church that we desire to be. We are still in need of 27 more members. Uh, Jim Herzog has asked that we recruit some more people to be part of the prayer team. So if you have not joined the prayer team and you're a prayer warrior, join it. It's not too late. You can sign up on our app at, on the iServe or on our website at iServe. Uh, just click the button and say that you want to be part of the prayer team and join our prayer team. And thank you to all those that have already been a part of that prayer team and, and will continue to be part of that. And thank you to Jim for leading the prayer team. What an important part of the ministry here at Cedar Crest is, is the prayer ministry. So the fourth spotlight area was caring. Caring. Our vision statement says, Every heart moved by the needs of others. Our desire as a church is to be a, a welcoming and friendly church where people can come and be received no matter what their background or what, what ethnicity they are, who, who they are, that we are welcoming with, with arms open wide to them. And there was two areas that we were focusing on in, in 2019. But before we look at those, look at Galatians 6.19. Galatians 6.19, it says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So we're supposed to do good to each other, and especially to those that are part of the family that here at Cedar Crest. The first area that we focused on was we are caring people by helping them connect to Cedar Crest. We are caring by helping them connect to Cedar Crest. And secondly, we are caring by welcoming them into a life group. So the first area, caring, we, we were hoping new people would get connected to Cedar Crest. And we've had 56 people be connected. That means that they are part of a life group, that they are serving in some way, that they are, are now part of this body. They've become members. So it's not just, you know, they walk through the store. They've gotten connected in some one of those three ways. And so praise the Lord for that. I'd like you to, to hear this testimony of a young man, Ernest, who is one of those 56 people that felt the care of this church and has become a part of it. Uh, I came to America. Uh, I was
process and uh, I do not find the, the place where I can, I can pray and my nieces they invite me and see the quest and uh, I try to see your culture, how you adore God, how the, they preach about the gospel and they say this is my church. Thank you. 
God will learn um, and be able to spend time with people like that to help me to grow as well. I'm thankful for the, the growth that I've seen in my own prayer life and my own walk with Christ by learning from other people in our small group. Praise the Lord. I love to see people get into life groups. So we'll talk more about life groups in a little bit. But before we do that, I just want to recap these five areas. We had 200000 given to of the 700000 for the worship center upgrades. We've had 1,800 God conversations of the, of the 7,000 we were hoping to have. We had 50 people join our prayer team of the 77. We've had 56 of the 70 new people connected to Cedar Crest, and we've had six of the seven new life groups. And thank you to those new life group leaders. Well, God did some cool things this year. We praise Him for that. And as we were talking about this week and, and preparing for it, I thought, what better way to end this celebration of what God did in 2019 than to have a baptism? To see people that came to faith in Jesus Christ and, and now are making it public. And so in our second service, we're going to have uh, Eric and Jenny Ringholm be baptized. And this is a couple that is part of the 56 New to Cedar Crest and are new to a life group. And they're going to share their testimony and be baptized in the second service. But I wanted you to have the opportunity to see their testimony, so we'll, we'll play that for you now. Hi everyone, my name is Eric Ringholm, and I'm here today to follow the Lord's command for believers to be baptized. Even though I sometimes attended the Presbyterian Church as a child, I entered the adulthood without any real understanding of what salvation really means. From there, a lifetime littered with increasing sin whose personal and family stress and turmoil ensued. This all reached an unbearable level in 2018, finally culminating in October of 2018 as a medical condition with my wife becoming a call from God to go back to church. And so my wife and I began our spiritual awakening journey together at the Catholic Church. As I began to gain a deeper understanding through the gospel of who Jesus really is, what he did to save me from my sin, and that he is the only path of salvation, I was overcome by the Holy Spirit that Sunday afternoon following Easter Sunday in 2018. I felt an absolutely overwhelming release of stress and desire for rejection of sin, thirst for the truth, in knowing and involving Jesus in every aspect of my life, which caused me to question whether the Catholic Church was right for me and my desire for spiritual knowledge and understanding. My wife and I discussed this, and we both realized we wanted and needed more as we continued our faith journey. So we prayed for guidance and ultimately arrived at this wonderful Cedar Christ community in July of 2019. The teaching sermons, Bible study groups, and life group have been essential in continuing to strengthen our family and faith. The most influential scripture for me so far has been the parable of the Ten Bridesmaids. was a powerful warning to be prepared to meet Jesus at any time. I am truly blessed to be here today to proclaim my everlasting, trusting, saving faith in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, who will know me when we finally meet face to face. Hi, I'm Jenny Rangel. I'm being baptized today because I submitted my life to Christ. Trust him as my Lord and Savior, and testify that this was my place, my punishment, to my sin, with the work that he did on the cross. It's by God's grace and sacrifice of his son that I am saved. I receive his Holy Spirit and will one day live with him eternally in heaven. 
I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school and Catholic church, and always believed in and had faith in God, and that Jesus died for our salvation. But during college, I lost my way and stopped attending church. I wasn't walking with God or obeying together. I didn't have an understanding of the Bible, because I never really read it. And I didn't have a personal relationship with God. I lived my own way selfishly for a very long time. But that changed after God gave me the wake of call that I needed, the one who saved me. In October of 2018, I ended up hospitalized after a severe panic attack. God got my attention. After years of trying, he definitely got it that time. I heard him loud and clear. It was painful, but I realized that his discipline was out of necessity and a great love to bring me back. After this, my journey back to Christ began. As I started reading devotionals and scripture passages given to me by my dad, my husband and I started going to Catholic Church regularly. But something was still missing, that personal relationship with God. He then led me to my Bible, one of God and a closet, unopened for over 20 years. God is amazing as he led me to this Bible, my name on it, and an inscription that he inspired my mom to write. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Be not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. They both knew I would one day read, need, understand, and live by this verse. Because in the past, I leaned only on myself. Now I lean on the Lord, and my paths are much shorter. After about eight months of my former church, we decided that we wanted to know more about Jesus and God through more Bible-based teaching. God then led us here to Cedarcrest, where we have been and still are. Our lives have changed. We read and study our Bibles. We have lives centered in God. We're growing in Christ, our faith is being strengthened, and our family is becoming closer. Shortly after coming to service here regularly, I was watching a sermon on what it means to be reborn. As I listened to the message, it hit me hard. I understand born again and knew that it meant reborn in Christ as a child of God. Before the final prayer, the pastor asked if anyone could be sure that they were saved and knew Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior to pray and ask him into their lives and hearts now. I did, and I was overcome with emotion, tears of joy, and the Holy Spirit. I knew then that I was reborn, a new creation in Christ. I know that I have continued being sanctified after repenting and being forgiven, and I've never turned back to the sins that I've turned away from. During this journey, I've learned just how awesome God is. He opened himself in my heart, he gave me a new perspective, and he continues to change me to the person that he created me to be. I am reborn from the Lord, a new creation, loved by the Heavenly Father. I am being baptized today to show that the old man died on the cross of Christ. I'm resurrected with a new life in Christ. And I want to let everyone know that you are the Lord and my Savior Christ. Amen to that. Praise the Lord. We've heard some amazing testimonies this morning. Maybe you're here this morning, though, and you don't know what it means to be reborn, like Jenny was talking about. Maybe you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ and don't have the hope of eternal life that was mentioned. Well, I wouldn't want to pass up an opportunity to share that with you. And so if you're here and you don't know what that means, it means that you're separated from God. You have a sin problem. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners, and we're separated from God. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, 
And that's eternal separation from God for all eternity. But the verse didn't end there. Romans 6.23b says, But the free gift of God's eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So Christ came to this earth to pay the penalty for your sin and to bridge that gap between you and His Father. And you can have salvation through Him. You can know Him as your Lord and personal Savior. And it's as simple as Romans 10.9. If you believe in your heart that Christ is risen from the dead and confess with your mouth Him as Lord, you will be saved. So it's that simple. Just confessing Him as Lord and believing in your heart that He is risen from the dead, that He took the penalty for your sin. And He sits on the, in the, at the throne of God, at the right hand of the Father. You can have that salvation. And that would be my prayer and my hope for you this morning if you don't have that. For today is the day of salvation. And so if that's you and you would like to know more about it or talk more about it, please come up after the service. I'll stay down here and I'd love to chat and share more about the good news of Jesus Christ with you. So it's been great to hear these testimonies and see what God has done. But now I would like us to talk about what God in stores for us in 2020. So the ushers are going to come and share with you some cards that we've made up that you can put in your Bible or on your refrigerator to help you think about what God wants to do through Cedar Crest in 2020. As they distribute those, I'm going to start talking about them. The first area that we want to focus on is in the area of serving. The area of serving. 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him be gone glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And our desire in 2020 is to focus on 60% serving in the church. 60% of our family serving here. God has given us all gifts, talents, and abilities. And we're going to hear more about that next Sunday. We need to be using those gifts to bless one another. Our vision statement says, everyone serving in the church, everyone serving in the world. We need to use these gifts to serve one another. If you have the gift to speak, speak. If you have the gift to serve, serve. Whatever your gift is, you know what it is. And if you don't, we would like to help you figure it out. But you need to be using your gifts to serve the body of Christ here at Cedar Crest and to serve the world around you. So what does that mean to be serving the 60% serving in the church? That means that we would like to see 60% or more, more would be better, habitually serving in the church out of love that they have for Christ and His people. We should serve out of the love that we have for Jesus and for His people. That might mean that you have to serve in areas that you might not feel as gifted in at times to help the body. Remember, we're like a body. And if every part's not functioning, the whole body's not going to function. And so if the hand doesn't do his part, then the body's going to fail. And so every one of you has a gift. Please seek out how you can use that gift in 2020 here at Cedar Crest. Maybe there's something you're super passionate about that you love. Well, get involved in that. Serve in that way. So if you're not serving, go to our app or our website 
And there's an iServe section there. Click on the button. There's tons of ministries that you can get involved in. Just go through that. Click on the ministries that you're interested in. And then somebody from the church will contact you and figure out how to connect you to that area of ministry. And maybe you already are serving in the church. Maybe you're doing four or five things in the church. Thank you. Well, go and grab somebody that's not serving. Somebody that's a friend or that you have a connection with here at Cedar Crest that's not serving in any way. And, and challenge them to get involved and to use their gifts to serve the Lord. Personal invitation is going to go way further than me getting up here even talking about it. So you talking to somebody and saying, hey, I know you're not serving anywhere. Have you thought about serving in, in this area? And invite them to be a part of that ministry. Well, the second area that we want to focus on is in caring. Acts 2, 44-47 says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking the bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So once again, we want to have community with one another. And we feel the best way for you to have intimate community with each other is through life groups. And so our desire for, for 2020 is to have 50% of our church family in life groups. If you are, are not in one, let's get in one. Talk to Pastor Adam about getting into one. Uh, in the rack in front of you there, there's cards. You can pull out one of those cards, and I know it says Connect to Cedar Crescent. And we've talked about it being for new people, but it could be for anybody. Take the card on the back that says, I want to be in a life group. Check that, put your name on it, and, and turn it into the Connect Center, and we'll get you a life group. Uh, or you can go to our app and hit the Connect card on the app and get in a life group that way. Or talk to Pastor Adam. Either, any of those three ways. But our desire is for you to get in a life group. Because that's a way that you can have community with each other, be encouraging to each other, pray for each other, building up each other. It's the way we do one another's in the church. So in order to achieve those 50%, though, we're going to need some more life group leaders. We're going to need 10 new life groups. That means 10 new leaders. And maybe you're in a life group right now that's filled with leaders. I know several of, these, of our groups have quite a few leaders in them. Maybe this year is the year that you break out from that and you start your own life group in order that more people can get connected to life groups. Sometimes we have to sacrifice what we want in order to help others. And so maybe that's you, or maybe you're not in a life group, but you feel that you have the gift to lead. Well, talk to Pastor Adam about that, and, and we have some training that will take you through and possibly make you into a leader. But let's get into in life groups this year. Because that's the way we can have community with one another. The third area that we want to focus on in 2020 is the area of prayer. Romans 10, 1 says, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. So the ushers are going to come forward. And they have cards, their prayer cards. And we're calling these Five for New Life. Five for New Life. And the front of the card looks like this. Five for new life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we know that verse, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. 
Jesus is the life. And our desire is for you to be praying for five people for new life in Christ. So be thinking about who are five people that you are connected with that you can be praying for. And on the back of the card, you'll see that it says, Lord, I pray that in 2020, you will lead, and it has five spaces to yourself. Amen. And I want these to be people that you talk to on a regular basis. Not your sisters, cousins, twice removed that lives in Idaho that you never see or never talk to. I want it to be people that you have interaction with. Because not only do I want you to pray that they will come to Christ, I want you to pray that you have opportunities to share Christ with them. To have God conversations. To continue what we started in 2019 with God conversations. So I want you to be praying for these five people. And pray for opportunities to share Jesus with them. Pray for those open doors that we were talking about earlier. That our vision statement talks about. And then invite them to church. Invite them to some of the activities we have. We're having a big Easter event in April. And then we're having a fall kickoff in September. We have Memorial Day. We have Thanksgiving dinner for international students. We have VBS. There's a lot of opportunities to invite friends and families to church. Our hope is that our church will have a culture of evangelism. That that whether you're called, you're, you have the gift of evangelism, and I don't have that gift, and I know some of you do, but whether we have it or not, we're all called to share Jesus with other people. And, and the way we do that is by praying, and then as the door is opened, we take the opportunity, we step through that door, and we share with them. So actively share Christ with friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, and anyone else that you have relationships with. And write those five names on that card. Put it on your, in your Bible. Put it on your computer at work. Or, or put it somewhere where you actively think about it and pray for those people. And then look for opportunities to share. The last area that we are going to focus on in 2020 is the area of speaking. The area of speaking. Romans 10, 12 to 15 says, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they to call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So how are they going to hear unless we go? And our focus for 2020 is to find one unreached people group that we can pour our time, our resources into, and that we can send a team to. And as Pastor John prayed, we'll be sending a team next month to do a survey trip in Chad. And we're going to visit five people groups. And we're going to look to see which people group God's calling us to send a team to, to live among those people and share the gospel with. This is going to cost us something, but it's going to be worth it. So you might be saying, how can I be involved with an unreached people group? Because more than likely, you're not going to go serve. Well, it starts by praying. Pray. Pray for the team that's going to go. And we're going to give you more details about that over the next couple weeks. But be praying for the team that's going to do this survey trip. 
pray that God will lead us to a people group. That He will show us who that people group is. And then you can start praying for that people group. That God will bring them to Christ. So be praying. The second way you can be a part of this is by giving. We're going to pour a lot of resources into this. We're going to be sending out a team, hopefully from this church. So we're going to need funds to be able to do that. They're going to need support. So consider giving more to faith commitment. Or if you haven't been giving to faith commitment, give to faith commitment. We're going to need resources to be able to send them. And thirdly, maybe you're supposed to go. Maybe you're here and God's tugging on your heart to go and serve among an unreached people group and share the gospel with them. Whether you're a prayer, giver, or goer, we need all aspects in order to reach this unreached people group. So let's be engaged with this project and reach an unreached people group for Him. And it's going to start this year by choosing what group that is. So we've heard a lot of things this morning. We've seen how God worked in and through us as a church in 2019. And we've heard seven testimonies of of that. And then we looked at what we're going to focus on in 2020. And our desire is that 60% of the church, 60% of you serving in the church, at 50% are in life groups, that you be praying for five for new life in Christ. And that we will pray and reach and decide on what unreached people group we will go to in 2021. So be a part of this. Be active in being involved. And put that card somewhere where you think about it and you remember. And then write five people for new life on that other card. And keep that close by. May we have 2020 focus this year. Let me pray. Heavenly Father... We talked about a lot this morning, but it's all to your glory, Lord. We wouldn't have been able to do anything without you. And all that we do, we we do it desiring to bring glory to your name and to share the good news that we have with others. And Lord, I pray that we would have 2020 focus this year, that we'd be able to focus on these four areas. May we be a serving church. May we be a praying church. May we be a caring church. And Lord, may we be a speaking church. And Lord, may we fulfill these desires that the leadership has for 2020. Lord, if there are people in here that aren't in life groups, may they get in life groups. If they're not serving, may they serve. May they take the time to think through five people they can pray for new life. And Lord, may we be able to choose an unreached people group in 2020. Lord, we do it all for your glory, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you, our Savior. For you came not to be served, but to serve. May we have that same heart to give back to you all that we have, Lord, realizing that all that we have has come from you. And Lord, I I pray that you would be honored for the rest of this day. I pray that you go before the annual congregational meeting that we have later today. And Lord, may you use this church here in the Leah Guide around the world in 2020. In Christ's name, amen.